Hey there, friends. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to invite you to our next Collaboration Zone Zoom party. This is a free Zoom chat get together with all of my entrepreneur friends in the Rise and Recovery Network, where we can share mind and business growth tips, strategies, and you get to network with other entrepreneurs of all experience levels. So if you want to level up your business and get connected, book your spot today. Head on over to www. The Road Forward slash Collaboration Zone. When we recover, we are returning to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. We begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost. Welcome to the Road Beyond Recovery podcast, and my name is Tamar, your host. Have you ever felt like you were meant for more? Well, I help people discover their purpose so they can follow their passion and realize what they are truly capable of. My mission is to empower people in recovery to embrace their authentic selves, live up to their true potential, and answer the question, what lies beyond recovery for you? What's going on, everyone? Thank you so much for hanging out today with me on another episode of the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. And lots of exciting things happening right now. I mean, the world is starting to open up. That is a a big bonus. It's the first of the month. And well, tonight is the first of many collaboration zone Zoom party calls where entrepreneurs from recovery get together and we just get to chat, we get to network, we get to share our expertise. And I just want this to be a really collaborative space where you get to shine, right? We have hot seat opportunities and member training spots. So go over to the website. Uh, Link will be in the show notes as well and book your spot today. It's going to be a lot of fun. These happen every second week. So join as many as you can. I'm going to rotate time zones just so that everybody can make it. And we're just going to have a good time. So make sure you head on over to www.theroadforward.ca slash collaboration zone. And I'll see you there. So something else that is very exciting, which you're going to get to experience the first of many episodes is today, my friend Lindsay Harley and I are launching our Tamar and Lindsay Go Neuro. So if you have an interest in neuroscience and learning more about how to master your mind. We are doing a complete series on the NeuroChange Method program, which is a program that both of us are practitioners for. And we are going to run business leaders and entrepreneurs through this program at the end of July, early August. And so we thought we'd just kick it off and give you some free stuff, explain the modules in greater detail, share our experience uh, when we went through the program ourselves. And I think this is going to be just such an effective way to master your mind. So if you're an entrepreneur that, you know, struggles with uh, limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome, this is going to help you so much. And it just gives you, you know, scientific evidence-based tools and strategies on, you know, how to really 
scale your life. I'm going to say not just your business, but scale your life. And so uh, today we're kicking it off with what is purpose and flow, because that is actually the pre-course work in the NeuroChange method. And I'm super excited to run our first group through this program. Um, so today we're just going to get into depth about, you know, what is purpose? What is flow? How purpose and flow have impacted us in our journey in in being entrepreneurs and how it actually helped us discover our, you know, our really, I guess, fine tune our entrepreneur journeys. And so we get into how you can discover your purpose. Lindsay gets into you know, how to discover your values. She also has a free workshop uh, that you can partake in as well. So lots of exciting stuff on this episode, actionable steps that you can take with you. So make sure you have a pen and paper available. And like I said, this is going to be an ongoing series. I hope you enjoy. And we are live. And I saw you dancing. I was totally <laughs> dancing. <laughs> I love that intro. So... Hi, Lindsay. How are you? Oh, you know, hi, Tamar. I'm uh, I'm doing lovely. Doing just uh, lovely. Super stoked to be here. And we're going neuro. Um, we're so going neuro. Why don't you start off? Who are you, Lindsay? So we're just going to go for the really deep, deep questions. Who am I? Yeah. <laughs> okay. We'll the meaning the of life. Yes, yeah, the meaning of life. Now, hi, I'm Lindsay Harokadatz. And I'm a person on this earth who is here to help those quirky entrepreneurs, you know, those souls who believe that they may have be a little bit wrong or were told at some point that they were, how to really, you know, tap into their own selves and create uh, a mindset to create behavior, to create action that matters to them in their life. And I do that through this wonderful uh, practice that we're about to talk about, the NeuroChange Method. That's who I am, in addition to a whole slew of other things, but we'll get there. And yourself, Tamar, who are you, Well, I'm a life coach, a performance consultant, a neurochange practitioner, and I really focus on entrepreneurs in recovery and help them master their mind so they can grow their business and live authentically fulfilled lives, because I believe that once we get vulnerable and we become just authentic in our message and what we share, we can reach a lot more people. And of course, throughout my own journey, I've also realized that, you know, basically doing what we're going to be taking, you know, people through very shortly and what these videos are meant to do is I have made transformations that I never thought possible. And I just mm -hmm. basically want to share that with the world. Yes, yes, my friend. And, you know, I love, I think one reason why you and I love each other so much, or <laughs> at the very least, understand each other so much is, you know, we've had to go through these um, things in our life where we've had to really dig in and look at ourselves and say, how am I responsible? I'm not okay in this anymore. How can I take responsibility and change my life. I'm tired of just waiting for life to change. And how can I do that? And it's really come down to us having to sit down and dig in and understand, you know, why do we want to get out of bed? And at the end, that really taps into our purpose, which helps us, which has helped both you and I 
to start to implement behaviors to help us change our brain, to make things so much more powerful and impactful in our life. And it's really about, I think, you know, you and I have gone on our own journeys, but we've had to discover a deeper meaning for ourselves, a deeper reason for being here. So that is essentially what a purpose is. But I, I'm wondering, that's what we're here to talk about specifically today, is this idea of purpose as it pertains to brain change. So <laughs> my friend, mm -hmm. let's talk. What the heck is this nebulous huge thing called purpose? <laughs> Goodness gracious, what is this? <laughs> purpose has completely changed my life, you know, and I talk about it on my podcast. I talk about it in my coaching and, you know, we're going to be talking about purpose and flow because I, I really believe that you know, some of the things that I've managed to accomplish are because A, I've discovered my purpose and B, that purpose and what I'm passionate about and doing that each and every day has allowed me to get into this state of flow where I'm so fully immersed into something and we'll talk about flow in a minute. But, you know, when it comes to purpose, it's really our reason for being right. It's our reason for waking up in the morning. And when you know how you fit into the world, um, purpose can be intrinsically motivating. So if you wonder, you know, what keeps people motivated, it's having an, in, like knowing internally, deep down inside, what makes you tick, right? What gets you excited? What's your passion? And it just becomes easier to do things. Like it literally makes you prioritize your most important goals, aligns your actions to your dreams and it helps you remain super, super focused. It gives your life more meaning and joy, in my opinion. So, you know, why has that been important for you, Lindsay? I mean, so it, it, exactly to that point of it gives your life meaning and joy. For me, um, you know, it, it, it's helped me understand when I figured out you know, when I started to do the work and go in, inward, for me, you know, I first didn't have this huge thing of, oh, my purpose is finally here. This is what it's supposed to do. It was really more of a, okay, so who am I at my very core? And for me, I really had to start digging in and understanding, well, what do I stand for as a person? You know, when do I feel most aligned? And a lot of that came to looking at what are my values and what are my values in action and to that whole point of flow as well is when I was um, putting specific values in place, that then helped me get more into flow, which is that wonderful, that state of just being completely immersed in something where all things, dis all things disappear except what you are doing. And uh, for me, that was often in that creativity space and by being able to understand when I'm in flow that helped me figure out my purpose which ultimately is you know to bring light to dark without making light of the dark mm -hmm. and that has allowed me when I've understood that to set different goals set goals that you know stretch me a bit further which we're going to be talking about a whole lot later on but it's helped me to set goals that are so much more aligned. It helps me to get out of bed every single day. It helps me to do at least one little action in my day that moves me closer to my goal. So even if, you know, I do 10,000 things in a day and nine 
9,999 of them are not related to my purpose. That one thing is, I know that in that day, I've done one thing at the very least to move me to my purpose. And it just becomes about moving closer towards something every single day, as opposed to these huge leaps and bounds with light bulb moments over the head and all of that. Um, that's why it's been important to me um, because it makes me a better, more full person ultimately. And you know, how, well, you, what have you experienced in your own self by really starting to, to face and look inward and understand what your purpose for being here is? How, how has understanding what purpose is changed how you approach the world and, and your days? I think because I have that history of addiction, you know, um, when I went into recovery, <clears throat> I learned to build that foundation in my life. So I basically was taught, okay, clean up your mess, right? Your My life was my fault. I had to understand that because we do, we are responsible for the choices we make. There's some mm -hmm. external circumstances we're not, but for the choices we make in response to those situations or events, right, we do have that choice. And so for me, it was recognizing that. But then you know, I was very functioning towards the end and I had a job, right? A good, really good corporate job, but I always felt like something was missing. And, mm -hmm. you know, I remember Sundays just, even though I didn't mind my job, it wasn't terrible. I really cared about the people I worked with, but I felt this inner desire. Like I didn't just go through 22 years of hardship, right? For nothing, for no reason. And yet, every you know because of what society tells us to do right we should get married we should have a job we should have a house we should do all this kind of stuff i would compare myself and i'd be like well i'm not there you know i've got the career but i lost everything and in my eyes i was a failure and you know every sunday i would i would go to bed anxious because i had to go and do the same thing that gave me absolutely no you know it wasn't other people centered yes i help people but it didn't fill my cup. It wasn't something I was passionate about. And after, you know, about five years of complacency in my own recovery, I finally thought, okay, I need to start investigating what makes me tick, what gets me excited, because I did not like waking up early in the morning. And so I think I started doing a lot of self-analysis and going, there's got to be something better out there. Like I just, I did not go through all that for nothing. And so I did the self-analysis. I started looking you know, we'll, and we'll get into it a little bit later in the action steps, but I I needed to follow steps to discover what, what I truly love to do, right? <laughs> what got me inspired to wake up in the morning. And I started creating these habits around discovering what that was, right? <laughs> and we'll talk about that after what our, what our own purposes are. But um, when I finally did that, I started, you know, I would set my alarm for, you know, five first and then I'd do 4.30 and I was not a morning person. I like, I just despised getting up early, but it got to the point where when I was, you know, started my coaching business and, you know, I was writing a book and I was w working my full-time career, I did all that in one day, but I loved setting the alarm for 3.30 a.m. because I knew I could wake up and do what I liked first, right? Mm -hmm. And I was very mm -hmm. passionate about it. And I've, never felt that way before like people would be like you're insane for getting up or that early and I'm like yeah but it's because of my purpose this is what I meant to do mm -hmm. you know and now thank goodness I don't have to get up quite that early but I think that 
for me personally, because of what I've been through and I know that I could go back there, Mm -hmm. having a purpose is basically, I would say, very like minimalized my chances of relapse, right? Mm -hmm. It has Mm -hmm. allowed me, it has allowed me to build resilience. Mm -hmm. I feel more confident in my day-to-day struggles. I suffer from depression. So now because of the purpose, before there used to only be dark, Mm-hmm. Now I can get into those dark periods, but I can also see the light always, no matter what I go through. Yes. And and, I, and that is a huge, huge piece, I think, is a lot of the time, particularly around, you know, depression, it was very similar for me, is that I had no purpose. And therefore, because of that, I was very easily um, able to fall into a depression and not know how to climb out because what was the point of climbing out and so now having really kind of dug in and and started to understand okay well what is purpose what is purpose to me um it gives reason to not to to not go to the dark exactly as you said like there's there's okay like there's something that ties me and I have to remember, okay, when I feel that sense of depression or those, those, those triggers that can make me spiral in a moment, I'm, I'm less likely to go down that path now because there's this, this thing, this tether, this North Star that's like, no, but you still have this deeper purpose and you're here to serve it and here's how you show up and you know, fortunately for me, there's some humor in it. So that's always positive. But it is it's that it it pulls you back from going too far down. And it gives you meaning to to that whole point is it gives you that meaning again. And meaningful work, exactly as you were like meaningful work is is crucial especially, you know, and this is going a little off topic, but especially for businesses these days in trying to engage their employees is do you know what your employees' larger purpose is and are you able to then connect them into that of the business so that they have more connection and more energy to get up every morning and show up in that office? And it's almost that question of, well, your your individual purpose was not to remain in the corporate world what would have happened almost is what what would have happened had the business sort of sat down and said to you, hey, Tamar, what do you want? Why, no, not what do you want, but why are you here? You know, what would make you so happy to get up out of bed every day and be here? Yeah. Right. And, and how can that change? And, and- You bring such a good point and we're going to get into that in one of the later modules where we talk about (laughs) emotional intelligence, right? Because it is, it's, it's amazing how as leaders, we can have such an impact on employees, right? I've been in leadership roles before and, you know, Mm -hmm. just having your employees, if you are someone who's a business leader, I mean, you know, when they discover their purpose and they love coming to work every day, here's where flow comes in, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll talk about how we've experienced that, but 
flow is that state, like you said, of engagement where you're so fully immersed in an activity that, you know, everything else goes away. You know, we become one with the activity. We literally forget about time. So, you know, just imagine as, you know, doing your job and you're just so fully immersed in what you're doing and passionate at what you're doing that you literally forget about the time, mm-hmm. right? I mean, most people today, you know, and everybody that, you know, I used to work with, everybody does it. When they're not satisfied with what they're doing, they're clock watching. Mm-hmm. They can't wait until the end of the day hits because they can't wait to get home. But imagine if you could get people into a state where they don't feel like that. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, they're clock watching and they're looking on websites for other jobs as well. <laughs> so because, because, and that's a big thing, is because they'll think they'll find their purpose at another job. Yeah. And so this is the thing about purpose that is really interesting is that at the end of the day, your job can serve your purpose, but your job cannot be your purpose. Yeah. And so I think that that's a, that's a, I think that's a great distinction to make (laughs) as the person who said it, but, but coming to think of it that way is I hadn't yet to, to, to be honest is I hadn't actually thought of that. So if you change your job and you don't actually know what your reason for being is, those feelings are going to follow you no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so it is better to take that time to just take a few, not just a few moments, but to, to be intentional and start asking those things of what lights me up? What, what are the days that get me excited to get out of bed? You know, and, and, and even float, like, when do I forget to pee? When, <laughs> like, but really, when do I forget to eat? When do I forget to pee? When do I just, you know, forget everything around me and, you know, have to be brought back by somebody else or some noise or something? So, and, and in that, you start to get closer to what your real purpose is. And then, you can start to bring that to your work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, flow for me, I really just thought before this was a myth because I'm like, well, I've, especially when I was just working full time, Mm -hmm. I'd never experienced that state of flow ever. And (laughs) it was, you know, when I first started doing coaching and I started doing web design because I actually realized I'm actually pretty good at marketing, right? I can actually do this thing. And, you know, I'd agree with that. You're pretty amazing. (laughs) You know, this morning I spent, I was designing a PowerPoint and I was just in such a state of flow because what I was doing completely aligned with what I'm, I'm passionate, right? And I do that stuff in the morning. So my state of flow comes before anybody else in the household wakes up, right? Mm -hmm. I grab my cup of coffee, I sit at my desk, you know, I first I do my morning routine, my journaling, my meditation, because I always like to make sure that I'm in the right mind frame. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I I have my Ikigai, which I'm going to chat about as one of our actionable steps on how to discover your purpose. I read it every day and I have a picture as I'm reading it out loud, right? This is what my purpose is. And this is where I'd like to be on my white, you know, tropical sandy beach overlooking that turquoise blue water, helping entrepreneurs, right, scale their business and really master their mind. And 
Like I look at that every day and I read that and then I do an activity that reflects that. Mm -hmm. And I can sometimes I'll look at the clock and think, oh, crap, I have a call in 50 minutes. I got to go and hop in the shower and get ready. But, you know, have you like what are some examples of you getting into that state of flow? You know, for me, a lot of the time it comes to the creative side. So when I'm tapping in, when I'm tap, when I do and I go and I draw or I paint or I invest that moment of completely immersing myself in just letting creativity flow through me, because that ultimately serves me in doing the work I do for clients in creating, you know, in helping them understand what are their values and helping them understand, you know, with the brand strategy that I do, you know, how, well, what is your brand and how do you do that? And even, you know, I, I, I'll be honest, a lot of the time I get lost in flow in interviewing my clients. And so one of the processes that I do with my, uh, with my clients, particularly when we're focusing on that brand voice is we do this in-depth four-hour interview and it can go by so fast because we just lose time because we're really focused on when I find flow is bringing the light on other people, right? Like it's to bring light to the dark. And so I'm shining light on people's genius at that moment. And it goes so fast because there's nothing like seeing somebody and supporting somebody and asking them questions that coaxes their own awesomeness out of them. And then seeing them just take it and run. Right. So it's, it's, to me, that's finding, that's a huge piece of flow is you can just, I just lose time with people. Yeah when I'm learning about them. So and this is why Lindsay has the brain over her right now. Yeah. She is the brains Wait. in our duo here. You know, we're we're going neuro. But Lindsay's the brain. I'm yeah. a little jealous. Actually, I'm a little bit jealous. <laughs> so let's talk about squirrel you might get that obviously on on the show that we do is that you know sometimes there's those squirrel moments and it's i guarantee you it's never going to be boring you know there's a good chance that um Lindsay's dog is currently licking her leg under the desk so if you hear some slurping don't be alarmed it uh, is just our friend Chase yeah he's part of the show too (laughs) but (laughs) let's get back to purpose so you know, for me, I think that really figuring out that I had the ability to affect other people in a positive way and my experience, and that was the biggest thing, and we're going to talk about this more in beliefs and mindset coming up. Um, but I think that I had such a belief that because I'd gone through what I had, right? And I considered myself somebody who had gone through addiction. I was very ashamed of it. I tried to hide it for a very long time. Mm -hmm. That really stopped me from moving forward because there was always that, well, who's going to take me serious? Who's going to listen to me, right? And it wasn't until somebody else actually said, Tamar, who won't take you serious? You know, how many people are suffering from addiction out there and Mm -hmm. depression and, you know, everything that you've been through And I was like, okay, you know, so I got this little bit of hope and maybe I am here for something more. And I remember writing my first book and sharing my story and I shared it on the podcast too. And people started to respond to that and said, thank you for sharing your story. And it 
it wasn't something I needed to be ashamed of anymore. And so my purpose has kind of evolved over, I would say the last two years, it really started focusing on people in early recovery. Now I focused, uh, focus more on entrepreneurs in recovery, mm-hmm. but you know, I realize that I have the skills, right? First of all, from getting out of the world of addiction, building my foundation in life, I know what it's like working a corporate job and having a side hustle. I know what it's like to do that while writing two books. I know what it's like to do that, to set all your own stuff up, your website, your podcast, right? And now it's like, wait a minute, I've been on this entrepreneurial journey, right, for the last, you know, couple of years almost now. And, huh, I actually have all these extra skills that I've developed. And so my purpose is really, you know, helping entrepreneurs master their mind Mm -hmm. so they can grow their business and lead authentically fulfilled lives. And by authentic, I mean, not just going out there and doing your thing, your business. It's actually being 100% vulnerable and authentic and being who you are and not being ashamed of who you were and how that's led you to where you are today. So I think my purpose is really to help people discover their purpose, right? And then take that and elevate themselves. Well, and I, and I love what you're saying. And so one of my, one of my other colleagues, uh, one, something she always says is, uh, my story doesn't define me. It empowers me. Yes. And so what I'm hearing you say is uh, it empowers you because of what you're now able to do with it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge, but uh, because it's so much easier to learn from someone who has been there, mm-hmm. who's not just theory. Um, and who has done the work themselves to, to, to go and face their own inner demons, so to speak, uh, and their own imposter syndrome voice and all those voices that are in the head uh, that are telling them who they are and what they should be doing when really it's, you know, being able to go quiet and figure that out. So how, I think, is a big piece because... You know, there's so many, and I love what you said, you know, you have to be, go there and you have to be vulnerable and authentic in it, but how can someone do that? So, because there's so many, and and I'm just wondering if we can explain that a little bit more and give some tangible things, because so many people are saying, you know, so we can show up and be authentic and you just got to be vulnerable and, but okay, how? How? Like, it hasn't exactly been modeled for us for the past few decades and then some. So how then can we start to, you know, go inward, start to understand what our purpose is so that we can then start to make the changes, if if necessary, to continue to live in that more authentic, vulnerable way? How, how can you share that? How can you share that with me? Well, let me tell you. And it's simple because I need things to be simple. If things are not simple and... It's funny because we are, you know, neuro change practitioners and learning about neuroplasticity was something like I can even say the word, you know, you know, a few months ago. And now it's something that completely intrigues me. And I'm, you know, it's it's just it's amazing, as you know. So 
I think I need to keep things simple. That is really what I was trying to get out of that long-winded sentence that I just said. And I discovered it and I'd love to talk about values after this because I think, you know, values are something that you really get into. But, you know, on the lines of purpose, um, there's a concept called ikigai and it's not ikigai. Like we're not thinking, you know, speedo. Yeah. You know. <laughs> like I, ikigai. I, no, not, not ikigai. It's <laughs> ikigai. And there's actually, I think his name is uh, Tim Tamashiro. Uh, he does an amazing video on YouTube, so you can Google him, um, you know, Ikigai, but it, it's a Japanese concept that means the reason for being or the reason we wake up in the morning. And it's actually such a simple concept. It, you, I see more of it now on social media than I had when I first started kind of teaching about it. And it's actually, you're in Okinawa, um, is one of the uh, five blue, I think they call it the blue states blue or zones. what, blue zones. Yeah, blue and zones. Learn you about know, the people. They're fascinating. One, they they're are. things to learn about, aren't they? Yeah. Go the, study blue zones, people. And purpose is one of them, right? It's it's diet, exercise, social circle, mm -hmm. and purpose, right? Those are the first, those are the four keys to longevity. So Ikigai, and they live by Ikigai, mm -hmm. is you want to ask yourself four questions. So write these down. Number one is what do you love, right? So when I came up with this list, I was like, well, I love snowboarding. I love socializing with friends. I love eating. I still love eating. I love helping people. I love holding people accountable, right? I like being that cheerleader. Mm -hmm. And so I just wrote down a list of everything that I loved. Then I went in, into what are you good at? Now, here is where if you're suffering from things like imposter syndrome or limiting beliefs, this gets really difficult. So I'm going to give a bonus exercise to do on top of this. And it actually can be, it, it's kind of a double, um, double bonus, but answer, you know, what are you good at? Right. And I'd start, I'm really good at remembering to hold people accountable. Like I'm good at, you know, you and I text every single day and we ask each other questions like challenging questions. So that is something that I'm good at. I'm good at teaching people stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm also good at eating. I really strongly believe I'm good at eating. Um, you know, I'm good at making people laugh. And so I just wrote down as much as I could. And then the bonus part of this, which is really revealing, because often we don't see things in ourselves that other people see in us. So I tell everybody that I work with, um, text three to five people, the more the better, people that will actually give you honest feedback and ask them, if you were to come to me for advice for anything, mm -hmm. what would that advice be? What do you think are my strengths? Mm -hmm. And you'll be really interested to see what you get back because oftentimes we show up in a way that we actually think are our weaknesses. So people, when I first did this, people responded and I was reading these and I'm like, what are you guys, what are you guys on? Like, are you high? Because they were actually what I thought were my weaknesses, but it turns out I actually, those were my strengths. That's how I showed up, right? I wanted to show up that way. That was what I felt inside. And clearly I was. And so, you know, you add that to your list. And then the cool part about that is, you know, one of my clients actually printed that out. You know, she took it, copied and pasted it and she has it on her wall. So when she's having a bad day, Right, because sometimes we need that outside confirmation that we are enough, right? Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that also in um, the neuroplasticity modules and some of the emotional intelligence stuff is that for leadership, it is important 
to mm-hmm. give feedback. Like, oh yeah, it is important to tell people they're doing a great job mm-hmm. and not necessarily just their skill set, right? So, um, putting that somewhere on a really crappy day, look at that and remember how people see you, right? Yes. Because we yeah. make up stories. So then the third question you want want to answer, and people get hung up on the get paid, but what could you get paid for? Or what is your calling? Because I've had people say, well, my calling is to be a stay-at-home parent, right? And mm. maybe that's what they want to do. Maybe that's what's important to them. So don't get hung up on the what could you get paid for. Really, really dig into what is your calling, Um, and I think a lot of that comes out of what do you love, right? Because you can start to put the pieces together. And then at the end, what does the world need more of, right? And, you know, for my calling, for example, I was like, okay, well, I could be an author. I could be a blogger, right? Because I loved writing. I realized I really enjoyed writing. Um, I could be a coach, I could be a counselor, I started writing all these things down. And it doesn't necessarily have to reflect your job, right? Because a lot of people think of purpose as work. Mm -hmm. um, And it's not your work, like you, you stated earlier, right? This is something that actually pulls you forward in life that we're talking about. And then at the end of it, you look at what you've written down in all four. And you highlight what aligns, right? So for me, it was the cheerleading, the coaching. Um, You know, I like to empower people. So I would highlight all this stuff. What does the world need more of, right? Empathy. They need somebody who understands what they're going through. They need better belief systems, better mind mastery, basically. So I started highlighting all four and you could put it on one piece of paper in four quadrants, quadrants, which makes it super easy. And from that, you know, like my first Ikigai, I think it was I empower individuals in recovery to embrace their authentic selves and live up to their true potential. And I still do that with some of my clients. Like that is still, I think, one of my main purposes, right? My Ikigai statement. And then that evolved to when I continue to learn things to now I help you know, entrepreneurs master their minds so they can grow their business and lead authentically fulfilled lives. So it shifts as you go. But if you continue to do this, I mean, you can imagine if you're in a state of, I feel like I meant for more, but I have absolutely no idea what that is, right? Mm -hmm. And you do that exercise once and then you start to live your purpose for a year and you redo that exercise now because what do you love changes, Mm -hmm. right? Now Mm -hmm. you realize more of what do you love? What are you good at? Like, I never thought I could write a book. I barely graduated high school, right? And I've written two books in the last year. Mm -hmm. Who would have thought? So that is why my purpose has evolved because after that first year, it's like, let's look at this again. I love so many more things because I actually love what I'm doing. So Mm -hmm. I hope that made sense. But that is a simple way of how to discover your purpose. But I think, you know, as we teach in the NeuroChange method, there's more to it. There's also values. So I know that's kind of your forte. So can you talk about that and your purpose and then some call to action, like key, key, key actionable steps? Yeah, I mean, what I love everything about what you just said there is there's so much brilliance in that it pulls out all those pieces of, you know, how we see ourselves and how others see us. And I think, you know, before I get into the values pieces, absolutely positively reach out to those other people that you trust. Um, Because 
to Tamar's point, to, to your point of what you may think is your weakness is actually your strength. And that's really when I learned that my quirkiness was actually a strength and not a weakness. And weakness. And so that's really when I started to open up and step into who I actually was so that I could then do the real purpose work as opposed to that surface level purpose work. Um, so absolutely reach out to others um, to see, you know, what are those unique abilities that you're good at that you may just take for granted mm -hmm. um, because let's face it, we don't give ourselves enough credit for what we're really good at. Um, except for puns. I'm great at puns. Um, anywho. So, but how I really, so personally, I, I love that you did the Ikigai. Um, for me, I went about discovering my purpose a wee bit different of a way though. And it started with, uh, the values work. And a lot of that came from, um, the work I did with my clients, you know, because I, I, I started in, you know, brand strategy and part of a brand voice is really understanding what are the values of a company of a business and when i realized that values themselves are not these fluffy marketing statements which is what you know which is how i had initially been taught which is how a number of my colleagues also go about it um and i realized that they that values themselves were actually actions that that was when we would get more impactful brands that was when we really understood well where are you going as a business that was when we understood who they were in their actions so we understood their mission better so we understood their values their messaging what clients got really truly received from them and in that we understood what their secret sauce was as a as a company Hint, it's always the people. Um, but, you know, as I started to do that work with my clients, really starting to dig in and understand a brand as a person, because essentially that's what it is, I started to understand, hey, wait a second. I don't think I'm doing my own values right. And part of that came from understanding that um, I knew I was living a very misaligned life in the conversations I was having outside of work in the individuals we were hanging out with in uh, the actions I took to be able to hang out with specific energies so that I could partake in specific conversations. I didn't want to partake in really, but I didn't know that it wasn't okay to say, no, I'm not going to be a part of this. And when I started to understand that, hey, my actions, the actions I am doing as Lindsay right now are not aligned with the values I'm claiming are mine, something's wrong. And so I started to do the work of, okay, well, what in the world are actually our values? You know, what are they? Besides these really nice words and fluffy statements that we use to make ourselves feel good about ourselves. And that's when it got interesting because I could start to say how my values, my values, my real values, not my parents, not my clients, not my friends, but mine as Lindsay, um, the soul within this body, you know, could start to take action 
that matched my values, the ones I claimed were mine. And in that, I was able to start to take better actions and more steps and really start to understand, hey, when am I most aligned in my life? When am I most excited to get up? When am I most excited to do X, Y, Z? And it all came from understanding when these values really interconnect, that's when I'm living my purpose. That's when I am the shiniest, the, the shiniest, right? <laughs> but that's when I'm able to bring light to the dark without making light of it. Because, you know, for me, um, you know, my purpose is bigger than my business. My purpose is, you know, being a voice for uh, mental health. It, my purpose is letting people know what it is to listen. My, my purpose is being able to have these conversations about depression and anxiety and suicide and eating disorders and emotional abuse and, and physical abuse and all these other very hard topics, systemic racism, but being able to shine a light on them in a way that makes people okay to start having the conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's just bringing light without making light of it. Right? And it's just that. And so what I've done from that is um, I've, I developed this uh, this voracious values webinar workshop that I do every Friday. It's complimentary. Uh, so every Friday over the next summer, over summer 2021. <laughs> <laughs> the next summer or this summer? The summer 20, well, this summer, okay. summer of 2021. I am doing a complimentary workshop every Friday to support this really important message of being able to support people in finding their own and really understanding what are their values as defined by them so that they can start to really be more cognizant and aware of their actions so that they can be cognizant and more aware of when they are in flow of then how does that tap into their bigger purpose and it, it, it really for me is that starting piece of how then do we do neuro change because we need to understand what's important to us before we can actually change anything. Um, so that's 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 one action is come come check out your values and start doing that work. Yes. It's super fun. <laughs> it is fun. I know you're always like I you know I love it. We you know get to chat a few times a week and it is fun when you talk about this stuff and you know through doing the exercise and really figuring out what my values were, I learned that, you know, I value honesty, mm -hmm. right? And that is why I have been much more open about my journey because I used to hide it, you know? I mean, there are certain people I would tell, but it was like, especially in the corporate world, I was so afraid to say anything, but I realized that the actual, the opposite happened when I actually started to be honest about what I was doing and what I'd been through, people actually showed more respect. They're like, you know, good for you and way to stand behind what you believe in, right? And talk about it. And I also realized that one of my values was I love connecting people, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we, the way we met was through an, a, a mutual friend that connected us because we were in Canada. Yeah, and, yeah that's you know, it. 
<laughs> we knew each other and You're we love Canada. her to pieces. Connect. <laughs> You're close, right? <laughs> but look at when we did, like she's a connector. She yeah. knew that you and I had stuff in common and we've been talking a few times a week ever since. And I think that that has been one of my things too, is when I meet someone, because in this space, I mean, and, and honestly, I know that a lot of terrible things came out of COVID, but I think that a lot of good came out of it too, right? If you could actually embrace the fact like, okay, I can't control this, right? There's nothing I can do about this, but I can control what I do. And I had the best 2020, right? Because I was able to do exactly what I needed to do to get my business going, to quit my corporate job, to focus mm -hmm. on what I love. And now we're doing this, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I interview people on the podcast, right? All the time. And I meet new people and they become a part of our community. I mean, you know, we now have the, the which you're a member of the Rise and Recovery Network for Entrepreneurs, which is anybody who is you know, in a state of recovery, whether it's from, you know, drugs, alcohol, food, you know, maybe you've had an illness, maybe you were in an accident. Like, I think that because of our experience, we've been through so much. And I think that really kind of dissecting all that stuff and what you've been through, you can discover what's important to you. So I think, yeah. you know, having that honesty, right, and trust and being that connector, that has added a huge, um, I would say, enhanced my purpose tenfold. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I could absolutely see that because I, I mean, especially in what I love about the group that you're that you've created, it's so supportive and uplifting. But everybody, are we allowed to swear? I should have yeah. asked this before we went live. Forty four minutes in, um, <laughs> it's you just, get one swear, but yeah. you owe me a dollar. Okay, I am um, in the swear jar. I'll give it to you when we meet in person that first time okay we'll let people want to know when that happens but um what i love about is that everybody in that group has you know more or less recognized that we have shit and the only way to get through it is to face it and choose to then decide well is this shit did it happen to me or has it happened for me and from what I've witnessed is that people believe there that it's happened for them and they're using it for something deeper beyond them, their reason for being now. And it, to that point is the, their story, what happened to them is not de defining them. They're now using it to empower. And I think it's a beautiful because there's so much power in rising to then share and say, Here's my purpose because of, and it's so funny because I've been asked so many times, you know, with regards to my story and the eating, uh, the, the, the purging and the depression and all that super fun stuff. And, um, you know, I, I'm often asked, well, do you, and I think you've asked this too, was like, do you wish that it never happened? Or like, are you that, that type thing, right? Is, and it's like, I mean, do I love all the poop that's happened? No, but it had to for me to actually be okay with who I am now. Mm -hmm. And that's empowering. And, and I think that there is that 
that acceptance of my story that it had to happen. And that's not taking away, you know, because here's sucky stuff. And I say this, sucky stuff still sucks. Yeah. Sucky stuff still, still sucks. So acknowledge that fact. But it's okay that good stuff comes from sucky stuff. And, and I think that's where we're always trying to say, but, but, and here's my purpose now, and it's all fine and dandy. And, but it's, it's, you know, there's some real poop in people's <laughs> stories. Sucky yeah. stuff still sucks. Yeah. And that's not taking away from any of the suckiness, but some good can come from the suckiness. And, and so I, I yeah. Anyways, that's Lindsay rambling. <laughs> I think that's what, but I think that's what's really good about the group is that people get that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. We all we have all that commonality as we've all been through shit, like you said. Mm -hmm. So you know we are going to be starting the NeuroChange method soon, and this is for you know anyone in business that really wants to not only enhance their own leadership skills but also learn how to effectively communicate with their team, right? To grow a thriving team, you know, for entrepreneurs that are looking to scale their business and really master their mind. And so, you know, make sure you stay tuned because we'll have dates for you soon. We'll have all those sort of good links and all that. But, um, you know, next week, or that I don't know if we're gonna, you know, post it next week, but the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, the next episode is going to be on beliefs, beliefs, right? And each show that we do is structured from the modules of the program. And we want to just start digging into this ahead of time to give you guys value and to give you guys some actionable steps that you can actually take away. And, you know, if you want to get more into it, um, make sure you reach out to us, you know, uh, we'll put our email addresses on the in the in the show notes. But, you know, we're going to be starting most likely end of July, early August. But, you know, if you want to master your mind, and you want to learn to really grow, and we're talking like substantial, like substantial growth, then this is definitely going to be for you. But yeah, stay tuned. Because Next time we're going to be talking about, it might be next week, um, <laughs> the way we're going probably because we're in that growth mindset right now and, uh, and you know, most likely we're all in. Um, but uh, make sure you listen to our next episode because it's going to be even more good stuff. And yeah, we're going to dive into beliefs and they all the modules, they, you know, they complement each other and it's just your brain is going to be blown like that little brain there. I can't. Oh, it's this side Each there. episode will have like a little, like it's exploding a little bit more. Is that what we're going to do? Maybe. And then like the last little bits, it'll be like just bits of brain everywhere. I think so. But I think next time I want the brain on my side because I feel a little okay. brainless right now. I will so. let you figure that out because I think it's probably just a switching of the screens. Yeah, I'll but, do that. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll let you do that one. But Lindsay, it was fun. I mean, it's, this is going to be so fun. I'm looking forward to this journey and um, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Make sure you stay tuned. Bye everybody. Bye everyone. Man, was that a fun episode to do. I am so grateful that Lindsay and I connected. 
when we did. Uh, make sure if you haven't checked out her story, uh, go back in the archives and check out the episode where we did an interview together and she shares her story and really how she um, discovered her purpose and passion and why she does what she does today. So um, I'm really excited about bringing to you guys the NeuroChange Method program. It is absolutely phenomenal. You know, I've gone through it and just the, you know, evidence-based training, right? This is neuroscience, guys. This is exciting stuff. This will create lasting change in, you know, your personal life, your business life. You know, maybe you're an entrepreneur, maybe you're a leader. It can help you in so many different ways. So if you're interested in learning more about the program, start dates, all that kind of good stuff, email us at info at tamarandlindsaygoneuro.com. That's right. Info at tamarandlindsaygoneuro.com. We wanted to keep it simple. There will be a website to follow, but uh, make sure you reach out. Uh, let us know if you'd like some more information and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Road Beyond Recovery. Did you know that our dreams can become a reality? When you determine your purpose in life and you allow that purpose to guide you, anything is possible. It just takes action. Don't wait until you're ready. Start to create the life you were truly meant to live right now. I am super passionate about my mission to help people live up to their true potential. So if you want to learn more, check out my website at www.theroadforward.ca. And until next week, keep exploring what lies beyond recovery for you.